0: Hello, and welcome to Ghostlight, the podcast of the Little Theater of Norfolk.
1: I'm B.A., and today we are introducing a new host and guest, Katie. And we are your humble hosts for today. Yep. Before we get started on today's topic, as per usual, uh, we want to take a look at our community calendar.
0: Alrighty, starting up we have Script Club,
1: co-production with
0: LTN and PCT. By the way, meet Vera Stark by
1: Lynn... Natage no, Notage? 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 I don't know. <laughs> Very. Our apologies to Lynn. Not entirely certain <laughs> how to uh, say your last name, but it's N-O-T-T-A-G-E. Uh, December 10th at 6 p.m. They are also looking for
0: people to lead. It is just like book clubs, so all you need is passion for the play. Link to the host What.
1: Oh yeah, uh, there's a link for uh, that you can request to host one, and we'll stick it in the notes so that people can click. Okay. Um, Specifically, from what I can tell, that's from the notes on Anchor. So if you're on a different, if you're listening on not Anchor, you may have to go to Anchor to get some of our links if they don't transfer. Um, Some it seems like some of our places the links transfer as links, and sometimes they just transfer as underlined words, or bold words, or just words. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. anyway uh our preseason virtual performance of red moon rising in the east actually has been extended so the streaming will happen through November 30th uh the link for tickets for that is on our website it's through the um it's streaming on the platform show ticks for you uh, so basically you buy a ticket it's twenty dollars for your household and then you get uh, a link that is once you click on it and start watching you have 48 hours to watch it as many times as you want Helpful. Yeah. <laughs> uh next
0: we have Tidewater Bluegrass Association. Tuesday, bluegrass jams have moved to O'Connor Brewing Company, and that is at two eleven West Twenty Fourth Street, Norfolk, and that'll be from six thirty to eight thirty. More information, slash changes, slash cancellations are on their Facebook page. Yep
1: uh catnip cafe is from what we can tell still open friday saturday and sunday uh you need to make a reservation if you want to go play with the kitties uh and all proceeds go to their rescue efforts uh muse writers muse writer
0: centers has a series of digital classes and you can check out their website
1: for more info yep uh, another website to check out is Push Comedy Theater for their digital offerings. They've got classes, they've got workshops, 666 Project will be online this year. Uh, so check them out if you get the chance. Uh, Spotlight News, check out their
0: latest articles. They are looking for volunteers to write, slash edit, and manage social media, etc. Email Spotlight News,
1: oh, Spot- yep, Spotlight News at gmail.com because we had to be difficult. Of course. Yes. Actually, just spotlight news at gmail.com was taken. So <laughs> that it's, works it's a thing. <laughs> anyway, you can email them with that with an interest letter if you're interested. <laughs> um, uh, other podcasts. We got How Embarrassing, a podcast about all of our embarrassing lives with Molly and Jeff, both friends of the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. we got the Ghost Light Theater featuring haunting poems, plays, and other tales brought back to life by Alvin Bowling the Second. Um, Oddly enough, uh, no relation to our podcast except the name, and we love him. <laughs> He's cool. Uh, tell me about your bike with Wesley Cheney. You might remember him from the Community Feature a couple episodes back. If not, go check that out. That was a great conversation. We had a lot of fun. Um, and then we have John Roberts. Um, it's not really a podcast, I guess, because it's on YouTube, but I guess people do podcast like things on YouTube, but it does involve video as well Um, but he owns proscenium audio uh, which is a company that helped with our red moon rising stream Um, we've done a couple co-productions with them digital offering wise Um, and he also does a lot of informational videos on sound sound equipment how to kind of get that stuff through Um, it's been kind of his hyper focus this whole time he's super knowledgeable so check him out there show him some love so basically a vlog Yes, yes. I guess that's—is that what they call it now? I yeah, it's video logging. Yeah, it's I like remember that from like 2010. I feel like when we did Romeo and Juliet at the stage company, and like at the time, I thought that was a like thing that I had missed it's like a couple of years back. But maybe it's still a thing, and it's I'm still just a thing. okay. Because in I'm, 2010, I was seven years old. Jeez. okay (laughs) this is what we get for (laughs) yeah so (sighs) all right now i feel old um (laughs) let's just move on from that all right we'll introduce you in a minute
0: (laughs) if you have an event or a podcast that you'd like featured in our community calendar please email us your details at info at ltnonline.org Subject line, ghost light. And remember, we tend to record about a month in advance, so give us enough time to actually get you
1: in. Yes, uh, that is helpful. Um, Also keep in mind that we will be taking a break around Christmas time because we're all volunteers here, and the holidays are stressful to begin with. We don't want to give anybody extra stress. Uh, So if you have anything happening in December, get it to us within the next week, let's say. Um, This podcast should air... Uh, November 25th. So if you can get it to us by the end of November, we can probably get it into the December episode. Uh, Cool. Community thanks. As per usual, we need to send all of our gratitude and never ending love to the Norfolk commission for the arts. Uh, They have been amazing, not only as a granting entity, but giving us some extra help uh, and support In other ways, uh, during all of this COVID pandemic stuff, while we've been shut down, uh, the Business Consortium for Arts Support, the Retain Your Rain Project, which I think is a part of the City of Norfolk as well, and the Hampton Roads Community Foundation, um, we could not do what we're doing without these uh, granting entities just helping us out monetarily to keep the building functioning and running and keep the grass being trimmed and making sure we have cleaning supplies so that when we leave here today, we can wipe everything down and make sure that we don't spread things. Um, yes, super important. Uh, we, we can't do what we do without them. Um, so yeah, let's move into our main topic. Um, so, uh, and maybe I'll make a little more sense why we were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so when we started this podcast, uh, we chronicled the journey that LTN's volunteers took from March, 2020, specifically like March 15th, or I think the week before we kind of, Talked about going into March fifteenth when we shut down uh, to July twenty twenty, which was when we did our first recording for the first time, uh, which seems like forever ago at this point. Time is so meaningless right now in this apocalypse. <laughs> I I got nothing, um, but anyway, uh, we basically chronicled the journey to shut down for the COVID nineteen pandemic, um, but. At LTN's community extends far past the volunteers who are responsible for emergency management at the theater. Um, there's actually very few of us who do that specific job. At the time that we shut down there were three of us. We now have an emergency management team of I think six people because um, we just needed to kind of spread the knowledge and spread the the work around because um, it's just it's so much more to do um, to keep everyone safe. But uh, Anyway, when we're talking about our extended community, it definitely goes past the six of us who are keeping track of COVID stuff. And one of the members of that community is Katie. Um, Any of our local listeners who actually attended LTN shows before (laughs) theater became dangerous um, (laughs) might remember her from her starring role in Peter and the Starcatcher, which was LTN's last show to have a full run before the pandemic hit. Um, Katie's a high school senior who's looking to transition to college in the middle of a global pandemic. Fun, um, yeah, that must be fun. <laughs> I, I, I remember how stressful the transition to college was, not in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic. Um, although I will say that mine happened. So my senior year, my so fall of my senior year was September two thousand one. Oh well, so changes. you know, yeah, changes. yeah. There, there were some, there were some changes there. I feel like we will have some. Some things that we have some similarities yeah. on and some things that we'll be like, what? Um, <laughs> so anyway, today we're going to talk about her thoughts and experiences. Um, so Katie, let's start out with, tell us a little about yourself. Okay,
0: so my name
1: is Katie. I am 17. I am a high school
0: senior at Tallinn. Okay. It's, it's a pretty good school. Um, I've been involved in theater for about five years And then I started out at the little theater of Virginia Beach. That was interesting, fun. Um, Miss Nina brought my mom and I over to usher, and that was fun. (laughs) Throwing us headfirst
1: into that, that was... (laughs) I mean, ushering at LTN is always... I feel like ushering anywhere is always a trip. Yeah. Because especially if you're new, you're in a new place, you're kind of learning the thing, and then all of a sudden there's 200 people who... (laughs) Need a million things and you're just like, wait, I am here to hand you program. at what? It was it was difficult getting used to the um numbering.
0: Oh yeah. Because the odd side and the even side, and I was not prepared for that. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> um and so from ushering, Miss Nina also pulled me into working lightboard. And my first show was Farnsworth, which had a ton of cues, <laughs> like above average. It was all
1: about the cues. So I do have to say, I don't think Kate has ever been a lightboard op for one of my shows <laughs> when I've done a musical. Um, but it, w- it was Nina who, was it Nina or I have no was it idea. Alicia who did Farnsworth? Both of them are also known for having just massive, cue-heavy shows because uh, Nina at least learned from me. I think it was Miss and Nina. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a thing. It's also like a fairly abstract show, and the set was fairly abstract, the so was, the lighting had to do a lot more than yes. than you think of when I mean, you think of lighting for community theater. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, Katie is one of our volunteers who we trust. Impl- like, it, she can do whatever <laughs> with the light board because she actually knows how to use it. Which I is try awesome. my best. No, it's it's not an easy board to learn. It's <laughs> it's from 1992,
0: <laughs> so quite a bit older than me.
1: Oh God, I was in the second year? grade. Eleven years older than me. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's getting old. We're one of these days. We'll there won't be a pandemic going and we'll we'll be able to take out the loan and get the new system and get a new board and yeah it'll be great fantastic yeah yay <laughs> all right so let's go to um let's go to let's go back to march um march yeah so <laughs> uh so so back in march uh we were busy uh so that that weekend i can tell you what i remember from that weekend cuz i work in an office in a hospital mm-hmm. so You'd kind of started hearing the words COVID, yeah, and you started hearing the words like pandemic and or like <laughs> nobody really wanted to say pandemic yet, but like you were just like it's what a- was happening in China was like pandemic, um, mm-hmm. and you started hearing about maybe there was a case in Washington State and it was very like oh, and maybe there are cases here and what if it is here, yeah, um, and people really started worrying about it, Um, and I know our Saturday and Friday shows, approximately half of the audience changed their tickets to Mm -hmm. the end of the run, essentially, because Mm -hmm. we were, at the time, everybody was figuring, like, two weeks, everybody kind of does their things, lays low, stays at home, and, you know, then we'll be able to kind of start opening back up again, Mm -hmm. so a lot of people changed their tickets to the end of the run, we were getting emails from other people going, like, you better not fall (laughs) to this pressure to change the show, because freedom... Um, ridiculous (laughs) and then uh and the whole weekend basically it was the second weekend of the show we'd Mm -hmm. already had an opening weekend where it was like "Uh, uh, uh, uh," and -hmm. people were changing their tickets but you know not really bad Mm -hmm. and the second weekend was when things started getting stressful and that was like the 13th 14th and then we were getting these messages that like you need to have like no big no large groups no large gatherings but no one had a number and then um the Peninsula, Saturday night, actually came up with 50 as a number for large gatherings uh-huh. and posted it publicly, and we were like, 50? Okay, there's a number. Um, and we did have a couple of cast members from up on the Peninsula. Yes. Um, so they were concerned, and we checked, and we had, uh, we had 101 tickets sold for that Sunday. Wow. So even if half the audience showed up, that would have been over 50 when we yeah. included everyone in the building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we kind of left it up to the cast, and they, they, they decided they were more comfortable canceling Um, Mm -hmm. and so we canceled the show and like minutes later, Governor Northern said a hundred was like no, no gatherings over a hundred. And we were like, well, we had 110 tickets sold. So there we go. Um, so what was going on in your world then? Because we had, like, we were not like, I was, I was in the theater, like Mm -hmm. trying to close that down. I was trying to shut down some ESL classes for a group I work with. And I was trying to shut down some martial (laughs) arts classes for a group I work with. So I was like here. <laughs> well, I was in the midst of, I was actually running Lightboard
0: for a piece of my heart.
1: There we go. So, okay. So you
0: were kind of here. <laughs> I was kind of here, but I wasn't fully there. We were in the middle of like midterms.
1: Oh God. So I
0: was focused on all of that. Did you take them? Um, My teachers were just like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> I had good grades. They weren't worried about me. So they were just like, we're just going to let everybody go. I didn't have any like semester classes
1: all my classes were a year long so they weren't that worried okay so it was kind of just it was like a check-in type yeah. thing it wasn't like a the, the, mm. like these are half your grade or any of that kind of
0: i was basically taking this the fun senior classes that mean nothing oh,
1: there you go so okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fun classes are good <laughs> yeah but we went so like the school was hearing all these things about covid and everything And all we heard was, two-week break. We're going to have a second Christmas break. So all the students were super excited, while the teachers were like, um, this is probably not going to be just two weeks. I remember my history teacher being like, this is a big deal. Don't be treating this like it's nothing. And the students were still going on about a break.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) if you think about it, like March is in... That's a couple months from your winter breaks. Yeah. And there's not really a. Good the next
0: break would be spring break, and that's barely a week.
1: Yeah. And it's around that time. So, mm-hmm. like, y'all were ready for a break. March
0: is like, end of February and March, we have nothing. No breaks. So, that was, we were ready. We were just like, we're done. We want to go home. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So that was fun.
1: Yeah. So so and in the end, everyone did get sent home. Um yes. I'm pretty certain it happened like one city at a time, but they 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 yeah. they waterfalled pretty quick once the first city said no, let's go home. I
0: think Portsmouth or Norfolk was first, and then Virginia Beach was like, maybe we should do
1: that. <laughs> so Yeah, and I I mean it's it's not, you know, it's we have seven cities here, they all run completely separately they don't work together a lot but they do take cues from each other like it's not as much as they would like to say they're seven independent cities like there are people who live in one city and work in another city so
0: they're all intertwined
1: yeah like they may not have we may not have the connections like if you live in northern virginia Mm -hmm. they have like a consortium where they work together, like, for public transportation funding. Mm-hmm. And, they like, their entire public transportation has one company that covers multiple cities that <laughs> pays for the whole thing. Whereas down here, like, Chesapeake pays for HRT in mm-hmm. Chesapeake. And Virginia Beach pays for HRT in Virginia Beach. And Norfolk pays for HRT in Norfolk, which is why the bus stops running in Chesapeake at 6, but the bus stops running in Norfolk much later in the day. So if you live in Norfolk and work in Chesapeake, mm-hmm. you're kind of screwed after 6 o'clock. Like, yeah,
0: the cities kind of fight, but at the same time, they're intertwined. Like, yeah. the whole outlets thing. Yeah. Where Virginia Beach is like, you can't come into our place.
1: And Norfolk's like, all right, so we'll just put our road over here. <laughs> so exactly. It'll enter into Norfolk. That was, <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. It was interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so so you did wind up getting the two-week break. Um, and then we were getting close to the end of that two-week break. And Governor Northam was like, mm, no, Maybe you're not going not. back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was interesting because then they started talking about online school and it was like an emergency learning pa- plan, the ELP. And that's all I remember because all my teachers had little folders on our, our Schoology, which is on our Chromebooks. It is the dumbest program in the world, by the way. It oh, It sucks so bad. <laughs> um, but we had an emergency learning plan and the teachers had no idea what was going on. So they were just putting in like tiny little worksheets that they weren't even going to grade so basically we had just started the third quarter and so they used all the grades that were there and they just made that the last thing the fourth quarter they gave us random busy work and then they counted none of it i personally didn't do any of it because why am i going to do work if you're not going to count it that is just doing something stupid for no reason.
1: Yeah, that does. It. When you when you phrase it that way, it's like this is a waste of time. Yes. And I know what I had heard from a couple of teachers and also a bunch of students is that the fourth quarter work legally they weren't allowed to give you anything new.
0: Yeah, it was just my teachers. So I was in what is it? AP. I don't even remember what AP class I was in. I'm in AP Gov this year. <laughs>
1: for my class oh AP US history it's so this is not abnormal mm-hmm. Um, when so what I've heard from a lot of various like actual science people mm-hmm. is that when your brain is under a lot of stress which being in a global pandemic <laughs> is a lot of stress um, a little. it doesn't create memories mm-hmm. the same way that it does when your brain is not under a lot of stress so when you're like Everything's normal, and viruses don't exist, and you're sitting on the beach in <laughs> in the Bahamas and just being like, "Oh, this is wonderful. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, you know, chilling here in the sun. Right. Uh, so so there because i I had been, you know talking to a couple of people about how, like I have no idea what month it is. I have no idea what day it is Oh, the days are and <laughs> when you know, when Nina and I recorded, we literally had to go through and we brought up all of the governor's orders in order. <laughs> and that's how we made our outline to talk because we we had to find something to anchor. Yeah, our our memory into to be like, oh yeah, and then this happened and then this happened. Mm-hmm. So not being able to remember what classes <laughs> that you took last year, not, I wouldn't stress about it. That seems perfectly no. normal.
0: <laughs> the reason I brought up the the AP U.S. history was because we didn't even get to um, World War II. We didn't even make it to World War II. That was like the thing we were about to get to. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the things I remember the most are the Federalist Papers, And I'm already okay with that because Hamilton, (laughs) I'm fine with that. Hamilton taught me everything I need to know. (laughs) I'm completely fine. Can recite the whole musical. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Uh, It sounds dumb, but I used Monty Python's The Universe song to get through my astronomy class. So that's a thing. (laughs) And that was college. (laughs)
0: I went from, like, a second grade level class to a fifth grade level, so I missed, like, everything. (laughs) So when I was 12, my first show at LTVB was Schoolhouse Rock Live. Oh, nice. That is how I learned everything. I learned all those songs, and I still use them.
1: So the hilarious part is, like, my generation, and, Mm -hmm. like, we've got, what, a a, we-can-do-the-math-later gap between the Mm -hmm. two of us, but I am elder millennial like I qualify to be a millennial by like a year (laughs) like uh, technically like I'm the what do they call it like exennial I have no idea how Mm -hmm. you pronounce that or like um the so the other two that I've found name-wise that I like are the Oregon Trail Generation Mm -hmm. which is a video game oh I I love okay Trail. and then uh (laughs) the other one is the DuckTales Generation okay which the original DuckTales oh yeah not the one that just came out with of David course. Tennant, I, I, this asexual would definitely listen to David Tennant read me a phone book. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so, like, like, we learned everything from Schoolhouse Rock mm-hmm. on TV. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So it's fun to have because you're definitely like you're straight up Gen Z, right? Okay, like, how so does that work? <laughs> I am on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. Okay, so, so we're just opposite ends of yes. the millennial cusp. <laughs> there we go. So I
0: grew up. I remember dial in. Okay, we had the landline, all that fun stuff. But yeah. I also I grew I got a cell phone when I was five. Oh geez. Granted, I was traveling across country by myself at that point because. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> makes so sense. I needed an emergency f- cell
1: phone. Yeah, I I got one um, my senior year, I believe it was, because I didn't have a car, um, <laughs> had a license, but like yeah, there was no reason for me to have a car, and we couldn't afford one. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a half day at school, and my mom forgot. <laughs> so me and some other girl are standing out there talking, waiting for our parents,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we start to realize the entire parking lot's empty. And we're like, oh, shoot, we should probably call. They probably <laughs> so we go to go back into the school mm-hmm. because there's a payphone um in the school between the gym and the auditorium. Uh-huh. But it's in the school. And that's Ooh. when we realized that the office staff had left and locked all the doors. Nice. So we're stuck outside of the school. The nearest payphone is at the Wawa, which is approximately a thirty minute walk. Which isn't bad. However, if we make that thirty-minute walk, because we weren't going to do it alone, so Mm -hmm. we would do it together. But our thoughts were, if we make that thirty-minute walk there and back, that's an hour that we're gone. Mm -hmm. If they didn't forget and they're just stuck in traffic and running late, and they show up in that hour, we're in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) If they did forget, it's only like it was like twelve thirty, and school usually got out at like two twenty, so it's Mm -hmm. only like two hours that we have to sit there. Mm-hmm. so we were like it's probably safer just to sit here <laughs> so we talked. i'd never met this girl in my life like she was a couple grades younger than me like mm-hmm. it was um so, but we sat there talking for two hours you know doing okay. whatever and uh both our parents pulled up at 220 on the dot looked around at an empty parking lot and rolled down the windows and yelled out it was a half day wasn't it <laughs> like in unison Love that. And the next day I had a track phone, which was one of those candy bar phones where mm-hmm. that you put the the. on. That was on. my first yeah. phone. Yeah. First phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tiny thing. And it just, it remained off in my bag, mm-hmm. but it was in my bag. Mm-hmm. That way it was with me. So if I left and then they forgot, I could like turn on the cell phone and call them and be like, hey, it was a half day today. Is anyone coming to pick me up? Yeah. Because <laughs> like I lived... At that point, I lived a 45-minute drive if there wasn't traffic away Uh from the school. It wasn't like I could walk home.
0: (laughs) Well, so like my first phone, that stayed in a drawer until I was like just traveling. I got like my first real phone that I had like unlimited minutes on and Mm -hmm. stuff when I was in third grade because my mom worked in Seattle and I went to school outside of the city. So my mom couldn't get there and it was basically the same situation. I had to get myself on and off the bus. And if I missed the bus, I, I was screwed. Yeah, I had to call my mom. I'd cry, Mom, I I forgot and I missed the bus and it was a whole thing.
1: Yeah, like, what did, did you get you like a taxi?
0: <laughs> no, she's just like you could stay home. I'll tell them you're sick. That works.
1: It was elementary. That sounds school. a lot easier. <laughs> she's not feeling well, so we're not sending her in. <laughs> These days they'd be like hero. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, no, I think I got, so I got my, I had that phone through college, that exact same candy bar phone that mm-hmm. I kept loading with minutes. And then my senior year of college, I started having interviews for like, I'd say real jobs, but they were all still <laughs> summer stock jobs because mm-hmm. I was, that was the the field I was going into mm-hmm. would have been, I was, I was going to be a carpenter for scenic stuff and eventually mm-hmm. work my way up through to technical director, which I did. I was ages ago. That's like an entire career back. Um, <laughs> But uh, but basically, like, you did summer stock from May to August, and mm-hmm. then you did, like, your normal theater, like, regular season is what we called it, yeah. from August to May. And you just hopped between contracts. So you had your, your place you were based out of, which was your regular season job, and then uh-huh. you would go to summer stock for three months. Um, mm-hmm. Except the way that my life worked, I was always moving. I was never keeping the apartment I was in. So I basically just had everything I owned in my car and drove around with, like, a turtle all the time. (laughs) Um, But I started doing these interviews for Summer Stocks, Mm -hmm. and each interview was going, like, 30, 45 minutes. And so I was getting the, like, 60-minute cards to be sure. Mm -hmm. So I had 60 minutes on the phone, because it would be really embarrassing if I, like, hung up in the middle of an interview, and they called back, and it was like, this number has no more minutes left. Um, (laughs) But it was, like... Those those phone cards were expensive. Like mm-hmm. it was like $30 for 60 minutes. And like one of my friends was finally just like, "Hey, um why don't you get a real phone? It's 40 bucks a month." Like <laughs> in the, with the amount of money you're spending on these cards, you may as well just get a phone plan." Yeah. And we were on our way, we were legit on our way to Yukon mm-hmm. to go hang with uh one of the sororities up there, one of the theater sororities up there. <laughs> um cuz one of our friends had friends in the sorority. It was mm-hmm. their like pledge week or whatever. So they were gonna have a party and On. she hadn't seen them in forever. <laughs> and we get to meet everybody. And so <laughs> we just like I was like, that makes sense. And so they were like, all right. And one person in the car happened to know that there was a Verizon store in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> so we get off the highway and go into Brooklyn, New York's Verizon store. <laughs> and I get a real phone and like a phone plan and all that stuff. But this was before you could like keep your number Or any of that stuff because they weren't worried about phone numbers back then. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have a Brooklyn phone number. Like (laughs) everyone else in my family has a phone number from where I'm from. And, you know, or there's people who have a phone number from down here, you know, because it's settled down here. Mm -hmm. That's why I have a Brooklyn number. I've never lived in Brooklyn, (laughs) but I'm not about to get rid of it at this point because A, I would have to memorize another phone number. That's not gonna happen. No. And B, it's so easy to spot a scammer. Yeah. Anything that comes off that area code, I'm like, I don't know anybody in Brooklyn anymore.
0: (laughs) I, the only reason I remember phone numbers, I only know my phone number and my mom's phone number, Mm -hmm. and maybe, no, I know my Grammy's phone number, but my mom made up little songs for me, so I had, I had to sing them all the time, like, anything I needed to remember when I was little, she made into a song. That's awesome. We were religious, and so whenever I had to say grace... It was a song. There we go.
1: <laughs> Just everything was a song. Nice. I yeah. feel like that that is probably why you wound up into musical theater. Probably. That that seems like a <laughs> never stop singing. <laughs> anyway, uh speaking of pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. So, uh Going back, you finished up emergency school because yes. uh, we're not going to call what happened Real in the spring virtual, virtual learning because virtual learning implies a plan and mm-hmm. the teachers having the ability to Teach. actually <laughs> like there are best practices for virtual classes. Yes. Like they've been doing virtual classes in colleges for ages. Mm-hmm. There's an entire virtual learning like yeah. high school in Virginia. There I are ways to do it. Mm-hmm. That's I... not what we did last spring.
0: No, not at all, because during the summer, I actually took, um, I needed a science class for my senior year, and I was not going to take it this year, so reasonable. I took it online. Summer school online makes so much sense. They have a special program. They give it to you. You are assigned a teacher, and they have it figured out. They have the whole um, outline of the the. School year, which isn't a really a school year, it's like yeah. two months. So it's basically they have a syllabus. They have the perf that yeah, words. It,
1: you haven't gotten to college yet. You'll learn that one.
0: <laughs> they no. say syllabus.
1: My brain just doesn't remember syllabus. I got you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's also one of those words that you're just like, oh, yeah, it'll come. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you'll be sick of it by the time you get through your oh yeah. your first day, like your first week of college, because every first class is just going through the syllabus. And, like, you start getting used to every first class being going through the syllabus and just, Mm -hmm. like, going through the course overview and stuff like that. And so it's, like, okay, we're starting easy, all that kind of stuff. And then you get that one professor that's just, like, you can read a syllabus. Day one is starting learning. And you're just, like, come on, man. Like, why can't – like, why are we not going through course objectives? Why can't you explain to me why I should be interested in your course?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's the – I would – objectively like that yeah. Or that's,
1: yeah helps
0: it helps a lot
1: um but yeah so far more i'm what i'm getting is that was far more organized yes. and actual so, virtual learning so so you've actually seen like you have experience had with virtual classes
0: real virtual classes those make sense because last not this past summer but the summer before i did uh trig trigonometry same thing super easy I was expecting when we were going into virtual this year, it would be like that.
1: Okay, so you're talking about when you, you're talking going into, by, okay, by going into virtual learning this year, you're talking about the school year that started yes, September my, 2020. My
0: senior year. I thought my senior year, it, as it being virtual, was going to be like how my summer classes were. It is nothing like that. Yeah. The teachers... Well,
1: not helping with that is the fact that most of the area took half of or more of the summer to decide that it would be oh, yeah. virtual learning because everybody wanted to have the fight about how, oh, no, like we can send the kids back. Oh, no, we shouldn't send the kids back. Oh, no, we can send the kids back. Oh, no, we shouldn't send the kids back. And keep in mind that most of these school board meetings where they were arguing about whether you can send like hundreds of children back into schools were happening over Zoom because it was not safe for the school board (laughs) to be meeting in person.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind boggling.
1: Yeah. So like most teachers didn't get to even start Mm -hmm. planning or even putting together what for them has to be an entirely new curriculum and an entirely new set of everything until, like, maybe if they were lucky, a month before the school year started.
0: Yeah, like, I remember, I didn't even know if we were going in person or not until, like, the week before school started.
1: That's just not fair to anyone.
0: I was still asking my mom. I was like, do you know? I'm not getting emails about this, because usually the school sends emails to the students and the parents. Oh, right,
1: because you guys get Chromebooks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm old, so uh, we had a family computer when I was in <laughs> high school, and I definitely did not have my own email address. My my grandfather made a Juno address for me and my sister. I have no idea um, what that is. <laughs> I, I don't think it still exists. I would be surprised if it still exists. I kind of want to look it up. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is like, you know. And, like, I I can remember, like, using the family computer to try to do my homework over dial-up as everything was loading. Because, like, if we got where I was living a 28K hookup, Mm -hmm. that was, like, lucky. (laughs) Most of the time it was 15K. And so you're just, like, staring at websites waiting for them to load. Nice. And so I learned to type because AOL Instant Messenger, I'd be, like, (laughs) chatting with my friends while we were doing our homework. And I couldn't keep up with the conversations. That's what got my typing speed up. I still
0: can't type. You'd expect me to be able to type. No, yeah. no, no. I
1: can type on my phone. My
0: thumbs are super quick. Oh, jeez. My
1: actual fingers, like Not the rest so of them, they're awful. That's insane. It's it's going to be super funny to see how, like, the hands of everyone develop mm-hmm. as technology goes differently. Um, but yeah, so so this year, this year, would you say you're still in essentially emergency learning mode this year, or uh, yeah. hybrid emergency? Oh, okay. and,
0: Teachers had the whole summer basically to kind of start planning that just in case. Yeah. I mean, you could
1: like wrap your brain around the fact that you might be virtual. Yeah. Um, The other terrifying thing that I know some teachers were told was they were like, well, prepare both in-person and virtual learning because we might just flip back and forth for a while.
0: My favorite thing is, so Virginia Beach was just about to like, you know, let people into the schools oh well at least the high school the whole high school oh but it was crazy so mondays are asynchronous learning so we don't have to do zoom calls
1: okay but so you just do homework or we do
0: homework basically i don't
1: do anything that is a break okay um i mean i'm assuming if you can get your stuff done and you don't have to you like, should be fine like yeah. if you, you I'm assuming, basically, you have a to-do list of assignments. Mm-hmm. Unless if- you have
0: a crazy teacher who
1: decides, Monday, I'm going to give
0: you a test. I have friends who have had that happen. Luckily, my teachers... As-
1: oh, asynchronous testing. Yeah. Do they, like Okay, so I had a couple of... Uh, I, I didn't actually take any online courses in college. Mm-hmm. I missed that boat by a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a couple of courses where there was a... Online component, yeah, where like there, there was a like message board that we could sign into, uh-huh. and occasionally there would be a test or a quiz that you had to take. But in the case of when I went to college, mm-hmm. that test or quiz like would open at your class time. So if your history class happened on Mondays at 2 30. You weren't going into a classroom at Mondays on Monday mm-hmm. at 2.30, but you had to be in your dorm on your computer to log in at 2.30 to take the test, and the test went away yeah. at the end. Like, if that class ended at 3.30, you had to be done with that test and hit submit by 3.30 because it would just poof.
0: So my friends who have had that happen, that is exactly what happens. They have okay. to take it between this time and that time. And if they don't, then they're they're, they're pretty much screwed over over it's not okay best.
1: so is so it is in that case for like testing purposes that would not be asynchronous it, learning
0: no it, it would be a class
1: okay um but for the most part you are supposed to be scheduled for asynchronous learning on mondays
0: yes and so when we were supposed to be going back the high schoolers were supposed to be going back into the school they were doing letters a through k or something okay. going back on tuesday and wednesday and then they were doing l through z um wait, I JKL, yeah, Yeah. L, L through C on um, Thursday and Friday. And the days that the students weren't going there, um, they had to be on the Zoom while their teachers were teaching class.
1: Okay, so we're just going to say the first half of the alphabet and the second half of the alphabet, because I know K and L isn't quite half, but it probably works out for the school. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first half of the alphabet – would go into school on, on Tuesday, Tuesday and, and Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes, but the rest of your classmates in the second half of the alphabet—they are online. They would be on Zoom all day. They so with you or each
0: Zoom class? They, like each class has a Zoom party. Okay, and so they would have to log
1: in. Okay, so it, you times. guys have, like, basically, yeah. like, you log in for your period. So if they had a study hall, they didn't have to, like, get in a Zoom for a study hall. Basically, They had to go to their classes.
0: Yeah, basically, I have a study hall for my first block and for my fourth block because there are four blocks during the day. Okay. Um, so I don't have to show up for the first class or the fourth
1: class. That's convenient. It's because I'm a senior. (laughs) Seniorities. I think I got one study hall my senior year because of the way we had seven periods mm -hmm. and the way everything worked out, they made us take a bunch of science classes and there was like this one thing where Mm -hmm. it was a study hall, but it was like in a useless, it was like a third period type deal. So like it was too close to lunch to do anything (laughs) and it was like you didn't have, it was 45 minutes and where the school was situated, you couldn't really go anywhere. Yeah. So it was just like you basically just sat in a room and talked for 45 minutes or you actually like did your homework. That way you could not have to do it at night. <laughs>
0: Most study halls now, your teachers are like, you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to be on your phone. You're not allowed to do anything.
1: Can you be on your computer? Like... You can
0: be on your computer, but you have to be doing work. Like okay. They'll go around and check. Did I figure out ways around that?
1: Of yes. course. Anyone who's had a job where they have a computer has figured out a way around that. Like
0: I mean... The computers block everything, oh, so right. you got to, like, figure out your way around it. Did I find out how to watch movies on my Chromebook? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I figured that out very easily. Like, I watched all of the, the Narnia movies. I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off during class. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well,
1: if he can take a day off, I can at least try to. <laughs> um. That works. Mm-hmm. All right, and then so I'm assuming what they're doing then is Wednesday evening they clean, and then Thursday and Friday the the second half of the alphabet is in the school, yeah, and the first half of the alphabet joins on Zoom. Uh huh. So we're doing uh, a martial arts class similar to that on Thursdays, where we have the the teacher of that class has been awesome. Um, And we have the class in the Y, but we also have a Zoom class that Mm -hmm. signs in at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I've watched her attempt to teach martial arts. And I get that it's a little different because it's a very physical class. But I've watched her try to teach to us in the room and the people on Zoom at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I could do it. Like, more power (laughs) to her. She is an amazing (laughs) lady. I don't know how she keeps it straight. Mm -hmm. Like, how is it? Is it at all working for the teachers, for you guys, for...
0: So certain things are working. Like, I'm only... Right now I'm taking um, APGov. Okay. And I'm taking um, Cinema Studies. My AP Gov class is going very smoothly because all we're doing is taking notes and then we're taking tests.
1: Makes sense. That's about what a government class is like. Every once in a while you might have a discussion. I mean... <laughs> but, like, <laughs> there's... there's Literally, there's just a lot to get out in AP Gov because I'm assuming that's like how everything works type. Oh, it's especially interesting this year. Oh, I don't. But we'll doubt get it. into
0: that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my AP Glov- Gov, not glove. My AP Gov class is like super easy to get through. Now, my cinema studies is not so easy. Like you'd think, oh, you're just gonna watch movies and kind of learn how they're made. No, my teacher he he worked in the the business so he's very yeah and he he goes in depth and everything and so he can't show us clips of movies like he oh, normally
1: because zoom won't allow you to show copyrighted material will it
0: nope it's oh, so we're using youtube <laughs> and the chromebooks and everything still block all of the stuff that he's trying to show us oh no so he's telling us he he's like i i don't know what you need to do but you need to figure out how to watch this and figure it out we we were trying to watch um rear window by hitchcock mm-hmm.
1: great movie I, I, yes but it was so hard to find like <sighs> he, he's looking for it for and free there everywhere. aren't even really like like we don't even have narrow video anymore where you could go rent it Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not, you know, when, when, like, 10 years ago, you could have just, like, run to Blockbuster. I I remember Blockbuster. Yeah, like, (laughs) I, you know, or, I mean, I didn't really use the Blockbuster down here because Narrow Video had a way bigger selection, Mm -hmm. but even they've gone out of business at this point. Like, it's, oh, wow, Uh, that's, crazy. yeah, that's a lot. But
0: the so there's some classes that are really easy to do. And then there's other classes that are
1: you're, you, you more struggle. challenging, we'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's there. There's no I mean, it sounds that sounds about right is what I want to say. And I know like not that we would have thought about this beforehand mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. However, it makes sense that you would find different challenges in different classes based on the subject material and how they are usually taught,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Well, another thing is next semester, I'm starting different classes because it's like you said, it's like the college where the first semester we're doing a set of classes and then next semester we're changing to a different set. Gotcha.
1: Is that how it normally works or is that something they did because of...
0: It is something they did because of COVID okay. and how they had to change things. Next semester, I am taking English and band. Oh. We'll see how band does because... I have friends that are in band right now. It is
1: really hard to play with other people over Zoom. Yeah. We discovered that um, the bluegrass jams, Mm -hmm. when everything first shut down, uh, we tried over Zoom and it Mm -hmm. was a disaster. It's because it's all laggy. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is Zoom only, the way Zoom works and the way most, um, the way most, uh, what do you call them? The like conferencing Mm -hmm. things work. Because So, like, Zoom, WebEx, um, Google even Meet. Google Meet, you know, things like that. They assume that there is one person speaking mm-hmm. and then another person replying. <laughs> so, the way they're programmed is the person who is the loudest speaking-wise, mm-hmm. they have the priority on the audio so it like sends their audio and cuts everybody else out so that you can hear them clearly and then when somebody else kind of starts speaking it takes a minute for it to catch up and get to there Uh beyond that you have the lag processing of like you talk into the microphone it goes to the computer it has to get sent to the their server then their server has to send it out to everybody else Mm -hmm. so you've got a couple seconds lag at least between everything Mm -hmm. so like All of that put together, we were like, well, that didn't work. Um, (laughs) And so we tried a bunch of other things. We tried – there was this app called House Party um, that we tried because you're supposed to be able to talk over each other on House Party, Uh but the lag problems were still a major issue. Mm -hmm. Um, We tried my Discord server uh, (laughs) because we figured, like, maybe you can hear everybody on a Discord server better. Mm -hmm. Still kind of the same issue. Like, And what we discovered is they're just – the only way that we could really do it was somebody picked their song. They led their song Mm -hmm. by playing it, like essentially performing for everybody. Everybody else went on mute, and
0: And they would play
1: along, and you could see the video of them playing or maybe singing along. You just didn't hear any of them. And so it wasn't really a jam. No, not really. It was – yeah oh
0: that sucks
1: yeah and so i i can't imagine band is any easier to teach
0: right now my band director he's trying his best um he just has them all they're not playing music on the zoom he has them um there's a website it's called smart music he has them submit um scales just okay they're working on scales which is really sad
1: yeah i mean it's to be honest with you, like, going back to that kind of basics, mm-hmm. y'all are going to be, like, the most talented people to come out of a high yeah. school program in a while because you're going to have those basics down to a science. Uh-huh. Like, so I get it. You know, we we did the same thing when our um, – so we we figured out after a few weeks that we could take the martial arts classes virtual and do them mm-hmm. over Zoom. Um, but the problem is, like, I mean, in my house, I don't have that much room yeah. to do – you know, what we, what we do in, in class where I have room to spread out and actually mm-hmm. kick without, you know, I'm on the second floor of an old Ghent <laughs> apartment. I can't jump in my apartment or everything shakes. Like yeah. it's it's an old building. <laughs> and like, you know, my roommate got one of those ring fit things for the uh-huh. for the switch. And like, we had to put it on silent mode because if you try to run for the running parts, like everything in the apartment starts vibrating. It's, it's a thing. Um, and also we don't want to be those those jerks who are like stomping jumping up it. and down on top of our d- below neighbors. Like, I've lived in apartments like that. It's you, it's not you know you don't want to be that person. Yeah, I and mean, I mean we're right in the middle, and our upstairs neighbors don't do that to us. So you know the best the worst we'll get is like they have a tiny dog. He's a little chihuahua, mm-hmm. so you get the skitty skitty <laughs> He's it's adorable. So you're just like oh Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's one of those things where like, you know, we we did a lot of like go back to slow, go back to basics, go back mm-hmm. to your form. Um and it like I've seen it helping my mm-hmm. form and then I injured myself, so it was just like I had to go back to even slower. <laughs> um, so yeah. it does it does do wonders mm-hmm. for you're like getting those basics down you know even the the one of the violinists for the virginia symphony orchestra mm-hmm. lives next door to me oh. and uh mm-hmm. and you know i hear him doing scales and stuff like that all the time mm-hmm. because that's that's how you keep yourself warmed up and keeps stuff you like dexterous, that it's it keeps you doing yeah, all that yeah but it's just, i i can see where like where you would have wanted a full band program and stuff like that like just playing. doing scales is frustrating
0: yeah but I'm hoping by next semester, things are different. I have my fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been some really good news. So to, so to give anybody listening a kind of anchor to where we are in life, um, we had within the last two weeks, two different companies uh, come forward and say that they both have a vaccine that mm-hmm. came out of its latest study with a 90 or 94% effectiveness rate. Mm -hmm. um it's Pfizer and Moderna um Pfizer's vaccine so I was reading about this um and mostly in the Smithsonian magazine Mm because they have some amazing articles about all this stuff (laughs) that are super informative and don't make you feel dumb when you're reading them yeah um so Pfizer's vaccine has to be kept at a very cold temperature like negative 94 or something like that like Mm -hmm. super cold yeah uh Moderna's vaccine has to be kept very cold but not As cold. cold. It's more like negative four. Um, Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So they said, like, Moderna's vaccine could be kept in a normal hospital freezer. Mm -hmm. Pfizer's vaccine needs special equipment. Um, The other challenge as they get – and, like, they aren't quite ready for, like, full-on pass-it-out and stuff yet. Mm -hmm. There's still other things they have to do to get, you know – human Mm. approval and all that kind of stuff um but it's it's really good news that we have two that are at that point yeah um and part of the reason that they got them so quickly is that there isn't going to be a live virus in either vaccine it has to do with they like replicated the proteins that Uh the virus itself uses to attach to your rna or something like that Uh i may be wrong with the science it's been (laughs) a very long time since i took a science class um I took but they replicate the progr- the proteins that they use to attach to the parts of your body that it uses to replicate and make you sicker mm-hmm. and the whatever those proteins are they're in the vaccine they attach mm-hmm. they give you the immune reaction without giving you the live virus huh. so you wind up essentially getting an immunity to the virus without uh-huh. ever having the virus itself in your system Which is why they were able to do it faster because they didn't have to figure out how to breed the virus safely in like an egg and then how to kill the virus and then how to not quite kill the virus enough that you could still have a reaction to it but Mm -hmm. kill it enough that it doesn't actually get you sick. Um, So that's like awesome and that's why they're coming out so fast with it. Uh, but part of the problem is you have, well, the challenges that come up is they have to be kept very, very cold. Mm -hmm. Um, so they will, when they were talking about like distribution to, you know, nursing homes and hospitals and stuff first, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. They're already going to have the equipment to store Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, but like likely the one that has to be super cold will go to urban areas because they're more likely to have a hospital with a specialty freezer mm-hmm. to keep them. And like it's one of those things where I guess if it gets warm at all, it basically kills the vaccine. It's It will be zero percent effective. Wow. Because as the like the cold is basically just keeping those proteins from breaking down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other challenge is both vaccines have are a two dose. Set, so you have to go get the vaccine, and then you have to come back like three weeks later and get the vaccine again to have the immunity. So not only do you have to store all of these vaccines super cold, you have to store twice as many doses as they expected to have to store, and you have to make sure that people come back three weeks later to get their second shot. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of. Um, oh, somebody's out there with a room room car. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about uh everything buddy <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so yeah th- those will be some interesting challenges as we go into you know actual yeah. distribution and then the other thing is just the sheer amount of people who yeah. need to be vaccinated like it took a couple years for them to get polio vaccinated uh-huh. which out there you know and that was basically like a, you just get the vaccine there wasn't any question like um so yeah, it'll be interesting very interesting yeah i'm I'm fascinated to see
0: how they're gonna do this
1: yeah <laughs> it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting next year. yeah I also have like no concept that the next year is coming like my brain was having a hard enough time wrapping itself around the fact the year was 2020 uh-huh. because in my brain 2020 had always been the future yeah oh, yeah because two thousand I was gonna graduate high school after the year 2000 so it was like oh yeah the year 2000 great you know Mm -hmm. I remember Y2K being a big deal and all that and like Mm -hmm. being in high school and being like okay but like 2020 was always like by the time 2020 comes I'm gonna be old like (laughs) it's the future and now like I just had to make a doctor's appointment for a six-month follow-up for a cyst I had removed Mm -hmm. and the appointment is May 2021 Mm -hmm. and like we made the appointment and I legit looked at the lady and I was like I don't have a concept of this (laughs) that 2021 yet like I don't think this date is real and she looked at me and she was like me either (laughs) I like I was just like thank god it's
0: not just me (laughs) yeah I have several I have several doctor's appointments that they're planning in the future and they're like 2021 and I'm like that's that's like a year away. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. They're like, no.
1: No, it's literally like two months. Less than two months at this point. Cause we're, we're near the, we're, we're,
0: we're halfway through. Yeah. We're like,
1: this we're will, more than halfway so through. this, this podcast will air on, I think, the 25th of November. So like, this podcast will air closer to me having to pay December's rent than <laughs> I am comfortable with, <laughs> let's be honest. And then it's just a month and we're in 2021. And I'm like, my brain still thinks it's April.
0: <laughs> I have I forgot what day it was. My application is due on December 2nd for college.
1: Oh, hey oh. Yeah. That is that is a thing. All right, so so you've got you've got high school going, you've got mm-hmm. you've got your um your virtual classes and all that. Mm-hmm. Um and then you also have to apply to colleges and all this. Yes. And I remember college application time or college. Like, when you were going and looking at colleges, like, you physically went and you looked at colleges yeah. and you maybe, like, I remember there being deals where you could, like, stay the night with a mm-hmm. student and, like, sleep on the floor of their dorm, which is, like, nice of them to offer, but I never did because I was like, well, I don't want to camp in a dorm room for a yeah. day. Like, I, I would look at the dorms. I'm sure they're, like, clean enough. Um mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you would... Uh, I, I didn't So I didn't have a major going mm-hmm. into college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I literally marked everything as undecided. So like, but I know people who had like, people who like had chosen a major could like sit in on classes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And like, it was, it was like sort of a big deal every mm-hmm. time you went to visit a college. Like you were courting them, but they were kind of also courting you. Yes. And like, I'm assuming it's not the same.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> So I'm applying to Shenandoah University. Okay. It is one of the best theater colleges in the state. Not the state. Well, of yeah. course the state, but in the country also. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a well-known yeah. school.
0: <laughs> so I was lucky enough that I did get to go visit the campus. Okay. Were there tons of restrictions? Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. I was the only person in my appointment, so... That was really cool. I didn't have yeah. to deal with, like... I was going to say,
1: I can remember doing college tours, but there were, like, 30 or 40 people walking around in a group, and, like, they'd be like, here's the dorm, and you'd be, like, poking into the bathroom, and then you'd be like, crap, they left without us. Where'd we uh-huh. go? Like- <laughs> no, I got to do it. It was just me and my mom.
0: We sat in a video. They told us a bunch of stuff. Um, they went through, like, you know, cost and FAFSA and yeah. student loans and all of that, and then they were like, yeah, so this um, student is going to give you your, your tour. And she was a math major. She was super nice. We start our tour. She starts showing us like the main classrooms where a musical theater major would not have a ton of classes. But Yeah, I mean, you're still going to have to
1: take gen ed, so uh-huh. it's good to know that you won't be doing that in like a multi basement somewhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she she takes us to each of the places. We couldn't go into the cafeteria because...
1: Covid, they don't oh, want us going around the food
0: because yeah. they still had they had a very and
1: that's like an important thing to be able to see. Yeah, like I didn't realize that when I went to college, but like they did, they had you know I remember they gave us food when we mm-hmm. did a visit, and it was like okay, this is cool. And then like three months after I went to college, they changed food services, mm-hmm. food service companies. And it went from, like, having really good food, like, we were known in the seven college thing for the food at the college, Uh to being so bad, (laughs) and, like, they just didn't cook on weekends anymore. It was just all leftovers, and, like, half of them were moldy and stuff like that, and it was it was disgusting. And, like, we, I mean, we complained, and it took, like, almost a year and a half for them to, like, get their stuff together, and, Mm -hmm. A, like, just... Like serve things with protein in them. Like mm-hmm. what we walked in the one time and they they basically like it was all potatoes and we were like mm-hmm. so um protein and the guy's like, it's right and he's looking around and he goes, Oh. And I'm like, Yeah. Um I have medical things where I actually have to eat a balanced diet and that means I can't actually just eat starch for lunch. That's uh-huh. so not a Or dinner, like, that's not a thing that I can do for Mm -hmm. health purposes. And they were just like, oh. Sorry. You could always get them to make you an egg. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, But yeah, checking out food services at your college is more important than most people think about. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Another thing I didn't get to look at was dorms.
1: Oh, Oh. Yeah. So that's, like that's like going into an apartment without seeing your apartment.
0: Yeah, because hmm. freshmen freshmen are required to live on campus. Okay. At least that's how it is at most.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that that's most colleges that mm-hmm. that seems to be the general rule which makes sense like put you in a place where you know you don't have to make rent for the first year while you're getting used to how classes work mm-hmm. like steps. I get it. So
0: they 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 showed us like the basics like i got to look at everything outside they have a really pretty gazebo and like a little green uh mall that is like adorable and they have super cool side note they have on like all the the light posts and everything mm-hmm. places for you to charge they have outlets for oh, you to charge your chromebook or awesome. your macbook or whatever
1: yeah yeah in oh yeah, because you were saying that the, they actually part supply, of your tuition, mm-hmm. you get supplied a tablet and a laptop mm-hmm. for use for they, your college. They are use.
0: a um, Apple school, so they use the MacBook and the iPad.
1: Nice. So
0: that's cool. Um, so I got to see everything outside, and the thing I was most excited to see was like you know the scene shop and yeah
1: the the, the, the stage. places where you'll be spending most of your time as most a theater of my time. major.
0: And since they didn't have any like theater majors on campus at the moment, because I went the day before move in day, um, I wasn't allowed to see that stuff.
1: Oh so
0: applying for a college that I didn't get to actually see that's that's the important that's a scary. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are you able to contact like the the department and be like, Can you give me a video tour? Like so, just get somebody got on their phone and walk through stuff or something? what's really cool
0: they did they have like you know how there's the 360 cameras yeah they did one of those for like almost everywhere in the campus oh even though i didn't get to see it in person they have like an audio thing that goes along with the video of the space
1: okay so you may not be able to see it in person Person but there's there's a way to know it'll be familiar before you get there it's not like (laughs) (laughs) oh i didn't get to see anything yeah yeah I mean, and a lot of times, like, even depending, like, whatever you get to see and stuff, what I found, like, the three schools that I looked at were all fairly similar, um, Mm -hmm. though one of them was basically in the same town that I grew up in, so I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have used the dorms. I'd have probably lived at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, it's really more the vibe you get from the campus Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, like, remembering that do you want to live here for the next four years? Kind yeah. of is the 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 more important than you know. That was that was the big thing
0: for me because I'm I'm all about like the vibes and how I feel. I need I'm used to the urban setting. Yeah, I grew up in town center. Okay, so yeah. I
1: have always been surrounded by yeah. buildings. Meanwhile, I grew up in the middle of the woods <laughs> and like occasionally had to hand in notes excusing from my mom excusing me for being tardy for class because there was a bear by our car. Nice. So we couldn't get to the car. Uh, that's never happened to me.
0: Um, <laughs> um, one of the big things for me about the college was I had never heard of Winchester, Virginia. The only Winchester I had heard of was from Supernatural. <laughs> or or other things. Like you know yeah,
1: like, I got you. I, I
0: had no idea. <laughs> Um, I was terrified that it was going to be like in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around it. But no. Um, Shenandoah is actually super cool. Uh there is the mall, like they have a mall. Okay. That is directly across the campus. Oh, wow. It's called the Cherry Blossom Mall. Oh. And they have a Cherry Blossom Festival every year. Sadly because of COVID, they didn't get Not to have it. this year, it. yeah. And it was, like, one of their big anniversaries or something. Oh, no. So they missed it. I think it was, like, the
1: 75th. Oh. So they were all really sad, and I felt really bad. Yeah. Maybe they can do, like, a really big, like, 75, 76. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's the 75th one, even though it's the 76th year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that's – we – Um, where I work, we do uh, – we do two luncheons a year mm-hmm. and one dinner a year that are kind of the big events mm-hmm. and the both luncheons for 2020 were canceled as well as the big dinner and it just it was it's rough cuz mm-hmm. like it's it's hard to think like how do you catch up from that especially mm-hmm. specifically because of how we do our luncheons, it's, it's related to families who got our services. And so we're just like adding and piling on to these people who won't get their luncheon. And it's just like, or we have to like, do we have like, once everything clears, do we just do like five luncheons in a row? (laughs) Like, like, Is anybody going to even want to come? Like, you know, it's the same, you know, same we have here. You know, if we start if we ever get permission to start socially distancing seating, Mm -hmm. the other huge, like, stumbling block is, are people going to show up? Yeah. You know, because even... You can have an open theater, but if people are still being cautious and taking Uh precautions, if they, you know, have their relatives at home who are immunocompromised, if they're not ready to be out in public with other people's germs again. They're not going to show up. And, you know, That's then tough. you've you've done all this work and people can't come to see it. So, yeah. you know, you get to that point where you try to stream things as well. And mm-hmm. it's it's been a challenge on the board trying to figure all that out. On, <laughs> oof, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so it sounds like you got a sort of half digital campus tour, mm-hmm. half... Um, in person. In person. <laughs> so you're going to apply. Is that like... Are you, like, 100% certain, like, I get in, I go? Are you waiting so, to see what happens for, with the pandemic? Like, what, what are your thoughts there? If I get in, I will most
0: definitely, like, you know, accept and want to go. Um, I know right now they are in campus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're all taking their classes in their dorms. They were all – they were doing really good with the social distancing and um, masks. Okay. when I went into the office – they were all wearing masks. They were all socially distanced.
1: Yeah. Um It also helps to like walk into an office and everyone's wearing masks properly. Yes, like, they that's were like actually a huge wearing them properly. Thing like <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've walked into an office and somebody has their mask below their nose and I'm just like, "Did you miss biology class?" What's the first part of the respiratory system? You know, like like when you start to go through the systems of the body and you get to respiratory and they're like, "And it starts at your nose." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really like sometimes want, like I want to whip out Girl Scout leader voice or preschool teacher voice and be like, what is wrong with you?
0: Every time I see somebody do that, I kind of just like pull my mask away from my face and I'll do like a little cough and I'll <laughs> just be like, they're like, and they move their mask up automatically. <laughs> It won't even be a real cough. It'll be just, Uh
1: like, a fake one. Yeah, like like a a throat clearing thing. uh I I do that if people get too close to me at the grocery store. Like, if they're starting to, like, inch up behind me because they're being impatient, you know. Because you're supposed to, like... If for most grocery stores in the area, they that have the belts because mm-hmm. like hair doesn't have the belts, but like all these has the belt. Yeah. Food line has the belt. Like somebody's paying at this part, mm-hmm. you're allowed to load your groceries at the other end of the belt because that's six feet. Uh-huh. But then the person behind you is supposed to be waiting six, six feet, feet back from the back of the belt. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, like I found, it happens especially at all these, like. Pe- Most people are doing their best, but there's mm-hmm. that one person who starts getting impatient, and they think if they, like, creep up on you, you'll, like, move I don't forward. know, load your groceries faster, or, like, the person in front of you will pay faster, because, like, even if I load my groceries and they all go to the other end of the belt, mm-hmm. I have to wait at the back of the belt for mm-hmm. them to be done paying before I can move forwards. Oh, yeah. It's that simple. It's taking turns. We learned this in preschool. Mm-hmm. And they'll be, like, creeping up on me and creeping up on me. And finally, they'll be so close that I just go, like, <clears throat> and they back right up. Well, and I'm okay.
0: Like, Halloween. Hunt Club Farm opened up. They did everything. Socially distanced um, the best they could.
1: I was going to say, that must be interesting for a
0: – It was really interesting. It was not scary. Okay. Yeah. It cause wasn't Because they're,
1: <laughs> they're usually one of the scarier ones, right? Like, they're, I actually they're... haven't been. But... So,
0: usually, they're allowed to touch you. Like, oh. they're one of the ones that can touch you. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. That's different for them this year. They're yeah, not allowed obviously to touch you. Yeah, they can't get within six feet of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had... um Normally, they have the hay- haunted hayride, where mm-hmm. you're riding the tractor on the hay and doing all that. And you have people jump up onto that. No hayrides this year, because they okay. couldn't, like, socially... That wasn't... Oh,
1: yeah. How do you socially distance a hayride?
0: Yeah. So many people, Yeah. they couldn't do that. So I went with my friend, Vincent, and... There was this one group of, like, I think there was a couple, or they were, like, on a double date or something, Oh. and they kept coming up right behind me and Vincent, and we were just like, can y'all back up? We are in the middle of a pandemic. We're right. making sure we're six feet or ten feet plus away yeah. from the people in front of us. And the people behind us just kept coming up to us, and we were like, can you stop? So we just let him, we would step to the side and let them pass.
1: Yeah. And then we would go, but- I mean, what else are you going to do? Like-
0: people don't know how to socially distance and then they weren't wearing their
1: masks correctly so Uh, we just left early yeah no and it's sad because people like that will ruin an experience yeah for that should be a fun experience that should be an experience that we could have kept safe Mm -hmm. because they can't just be adults yeah Alrighty. Well, besides the fact that you are uh, about to come of age in a global pandemic, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there is a whole new world of things that are, is essentially opening to you. You know, you'll you'll be out of college. You will turn out eighteen st- out of high school. You'll be going to college. <laughs> I I'm here. I promise. Um, you know, you'll you'll turn eighteen soon. Mm-hmm. You you will be legally an adult. You'll be granted the right to vote. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which I know like. I feel like your end of our generation Mm -hmm. has been far more politically active younger than my end of our generation. I mean, I can remember like I was in the I was on the the civics team (laughs) in high school. Mm -hmm. And I just like I remember going to, you know, competitions and answering questions about how the government worked and like you would (laughs) like in like a Jeopardy type thing where Uh you would place as a team. Um, and you know, we had, we had sad and mad and Mm -hmm. we didn't have glad yet. (laughs) That was college. (laughs) Um, I also went to a Catholic school, so like (laughs) there, there wasn't, um, I'm pretty certain though when I went to college, ours was the, um, it was, there were two GSAs. There was the, uh, you know, there was SGA, Student Government Association, and then GSA, which was the Gay Straight Alliance. Yeah. We didn't like there. There wasn't even like, they just had the G. There wasn't the rest (laughs) of the letters. (laughs) The rest of the letters, like there, there were people who I knew Uh who were, you know, transitioning and who, but it just wasn't like the the vocabulary wasn't there yet. Yeah. Um, and like (laughs) I mean, so to give another date that will give away my age to anyone else (laughs) who knows, um, so my my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. um, that April was the Columbine shootings.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. So I had a great high school. Like we started by originating school shootings and then we ended with a terrorist attack. Um, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but like we wouldn't, you know, it, it was very much, it was very much a like, you know, it, it was a, oh, it couldn't happen here. thing. Uh-huh. You know, I remember lots of like, the public school would have, like, lots of bomb threats where everybody would have to go sit on the football field. And, like, the teachers had kids bring in sunscreen and umbrellas and Mm -hmm. jackets and just carry them around with them all day because they'd wind up doing half their teaching from the football field. But, like, it wasn't – I feel like it isn't the, like – it's nowhere near the stress that you all are under just by going to school. (laughs) Well,
0: I can think of – Other than the fact, like you know, you do have all the the scariness of like school shootings. We we've had, in the time I've been in high school, there has been like, I know of one student who has actually like, committed suicide in school.
1: Oh gee, like in the building.
0: Yeah, at Salem. Oh. And I know somebody that was down. I think it was, last year, or it, it was one of these. And I know somebody that was in a classroom, like right down the hallway so we're we're dealing Oof. with stuff like that um I remember sitting in, because of bomb threats we have my school is notorious for having um like the 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 people that are outside um so we're always stuck inside the building we have to, we can't go near the doors uh, that,
1: okay like just like a suspicious person yeah so they put you guys on lockdown or whatever yeah, yeah. so that and I feel like the I feel like they're also more cautious about that these days than when I was in school. Like, I remember because my high school was the building was seventh through Mm -hmm. twelfth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like at some point in time in that six year span, Mm -hmm. closer to my senior year, it may have been my senior year, um, Mm -hmm. but like I remember the time. Or no, it was probably around my freshman year, mm-hmm. around the time the shooting happened, where they um, they no longer kept the front doors unlocked, because it used to be if you were late for school, you just walked in late with a note and you went to the office because you needed to turn that note into an excuse pass, or you'd get a detention. Mm-hmm. Like, or if they like like. Sometimes if that note didn't have a good enough excuse on it, you got a detention pass. (laughs) But, like, it was, you know, it was, you just, if you were late, you just went to the closest door, you ran in, and you just, like, hustled your butt to the office. Mm -hmm. And then, like, that changed, and they went, like, security-minded, and all the outside doors were locked, Mm -hmm. and you had to, like go to this one specific door and like ring the buzzer and they would say, who are you? And you'd have to explain yourself and then you'd be able to come in mm-hmm. and then you still had to go get your pass. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, if you had to go to guidance for us, that was in a trailer mm-hmm. like in the back. So you had to like, if you got called to the guidance office, you had to go to the main office first and get a guidance key so that Ooh. you could go out to guidance and then get back in so that you didn't have to walk all the way around the building, like, to mm-hmm. the other side of the building in, like, the winter of Pennsylvania to get mm. back to the... Like, if you forgot the guidance key, you had to walk in the cold in your, like, mm-hmm. uniform skirt and knee sacks <laughs> all the way around to the front door okay. to ring the bell and be like, please let me back in. I was just in guidance. Luckily, we don't have to wear, um, yeah, uniforms. Yeah, you, you guys don't have to wear uniforms. So oh.
0: But my freshman year, there was the, the school shooting in Florida. Oh. So... That, that I remember the high school changing drastically. I used to be able to like run into the building from the side door because they had become pretty lax with like locking the doors because nothing had happened
1: yeah, super recently.
0: While. Um, but I remember running in when I was late in the mornings to try to get into the side door near the band room and
1: just hurry to my
0: class <laughs> after the shooting. Um, that door was locked, so I couldn't get in, and you have to run to the front of the building and get mm-hmm. in, and it, that was a whole thing. So there has been, like, changes throughout the time.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, which makes sense. Like, it's it's better to have some of the security measures than mm-hmm. to be super worried about things, and, you know. Yeah. it. But I guess there's – I hate to say there's not a lot you can do about teenage depression. Yeah. Because quite frankly, there is. It's called mental health treatment. Um, but I feel like there's there's not a lot being done yeah. to try to, st- like, A, stop the stigma mm-hmm. against getting mental health treatment. Although it's it seems much better. Your Your end of the generation is much more likely to talk about it than my end of the generation. My mm-hmm. end of the generation is much more likely to talk about it than, say – older Gen X and like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting, we're getting more open about all of these issues as people get through generations Mm -hmm. and just saying like, no, this is just like any other Mm -hmm. illness. Your, your brain isn't making the chemicals, right. You should find a way to make those chemicals correctly. You know, we're, we're, we're more into the science of that kind of stuff now than the shame. Um, but at the same time, like teenagers kind of suck for that because you're Hormones are going crazy and trying to normal out. So, of course, your body isn't making the right chemicals mm-hmm. in the right quantities. Like <laughs> Gen Z is just, we're, Gen Z
0: is, like, super depressed. And it doesn't get helpful because we grew up with TV, like, all the time. We had all this media that was available to us. Smartphones came out when I was in elementary school so i automatically like everything it was at the touch of your hand so we got to hear everything and we never it never shut up so we're hearing all about this sadness and i grew up i wasn't born yet when 9-11 happened but i remember the effects of it because everybody was still scared Again, I had to travel a lot, so planes.
1: Oh yeah, so you, you would have gone through, about it. Um you, you probably would have known a lot more about it than a lot of your peers because of airport security.
0: Yep, because I bounced I, I bounced between big cities because I had to go from here to Seattle. So I had to go to either like Atlanta or I would have go all the way up to JFK. Oh. And when I had to go to JFK, their
1: security was <clears throat> insane. It makes sense. Yeah, but, no, like, I understand why, but yeah, that's that's got to be a little bit mm-hmm. formatively terrifying for a young child. Yeah, doing the like unaccompanied minor travel. <laughs> uh-huh. It was yeah, it was interesting. I didn't I didn't understand
0: what's going on, but I knew enough that I was like, okay, don't talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it was. That was the general rule. Right. Like, if they, like... Do they have... Like, did they have a staff member, like, take you so, from one plane to another, or... I
0: had a staff member until I was, like, nine. And then when I turned... Well, no. I had a staff member until I was 12. As soon as I turned 12, I started doing everything by myself. I wasn't considered an unaccompanied minor. I was considered a young adult flyer. At 12? 12. At 12. So I started... The first place I went by myself was Chicago Airport. Oh. If you know Chicago's airport, it is shaped like a W, and there is a tiny little hallway off one end. And that is where my flights always ended up. Uh, I Nobody could tell me where I was going. And I was oh like no. 12 years old running through the airport crying. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, Mom, I can't. I don't, I don't know where this is. I found... This um exit, and I found this uh, gate. They're both called gates. Yeah, and I can't find my gate. My mom's like, okay, she's looking up. She's in Virginia Beach, like trying to find the map. And my mom's trying to find the map. And I finally find it, and I made it just on time. They, I show up, and the flight attendant's like, "You found this by yourself?" I was like, "Yes, my mom helped me." She's (laughs) like, "How'd your mom help you?" I'm like, "She's on the phone." (laughs) We did this together.
1: like wow so yeah that's that seems ridiculous like I'm trying to think back to when I was 12 (laughs) like I like 12 I'm pretty certain is like around the sixth grade which would have put me still like in the elementary school side of our of the school I was in Mm -hmm. and that that seems so young to be dumped in the middle of Chicago hair and told like find your gate I was (laughs)
0: 1500 miles away from either of my parents (laughs)
1: that's ridiculous yeah being by yourself it was it was interesting i feel like you should you should probably at least be able to i don't know hold a job in the average u.s state Mm -hmm. before they tell you that you just have to find your gate without a without an employee to help like I'd, I'd, yeah. In Pennsylvania, you can get working papers at 14 for special, have, it, yeah. you, for only for certain jobs, mm-hmm. but it's 15 for, like, the rest of the minors' jobs. But at 14, you can get, like, um, I know it's, like, farming and, like, uh, <laughs> I think janitorial and, like, things like that where you don't really mm-hmm. have to deal with people. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I think in Virginia, it is 14 to do certain jobs, and then it's 16 to do other jobs, like the the normal jobs in the world.
1: Yeah. So... To get paid to do something, you have to be like sixteen. Uh-huh. But to find your gate <laughs> fifteen, <laughs> like twelve years old, she'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I I I feel like Now, I I just wonder, like, I haven't been on that many planes because I haven't had that many places Mm -hmm. to go with a plane. But now I just wonder, like, how many times I've been in an airport and walked past a 12 year old and assumed that they're lost, like, that they haven't, like, that they lost their family and are looking for them. But in actuality, they're looking for their gate. Like, (laughs) (laughs) now I'm just like, oh my gosh.
0: When I was 12, I was literally (sighs) 4'9 walking around. And I, I know I look young, I look super young. Oh, yeah.
1: It it does get convenient as you get older. Yes,
0: and I am very thankful for it, but (laughs) at the same time, I am about to turn 18 and nobody's gonna believe that. And so I still get cast as a 13 year old in almost everything. Yeah, but that's (laughs) fine. That works. Um, But when I was 12, I looked like I was still in elementary school and I didn't know what I was doing, but I kept a brave face on and I just acted like I owned the place and I would walk around. (laughs) It, it was quite funny. When people would come up to me, they're like, I, I actually had adults come up to me and be like, do you know where this flight is? This gate is? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's over there. You go down that hallway and you take a left and then it'll be like right there. What did they think? Like
1: <laughs> the airport hired a child for- <laughs> to memorize where all the flights were? i mean that happens to me all the time i'll be like standing in a store and (laughs) somebody will be like do you know where this is and i'm like i think it's over on all that (laughs) i'm pretty sure i passed it like four or five miles back and they'll be like do you work here i'll be like (laughs) no and they're like oh i'm sorry (laughs) or or you know you know standing in the checkout line Mm -hmm. and like pre-covid when everybody was standing fairly close together like the person behind me would just go like launch into their life story oh i love that no good reason they didn't want anything they just apparently just needed to get it out i mean (laughs) just be like this morning i guess
0: i just have one of those faces (laughs) where people tell me stuff this morning i was in line to pick up a prescription and this older gentleman looked at me and he was like oh so do you go to william and mary because i have a william and mary sweatshirt on (laughs) and i was like oh no And he was like oh so, so why do you have a William and Mary sweatshirt? And I was like, oh, I have a friend that goes there. Also, I just like to collect the sweatshirts. And he was like, oh, that's nice. And then he just starts talking and keeps going uh-huh. and going. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sorry, sir. I got to go grab my prescription. Right, like she's she's calling me. I have to go get the thing. <laughs> but
1: you have a nice day. Yeah, it's just, it's a thing, you know, you you mm-hmm. do what you can. But yeah, so there's there's a lot going on that's not the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that that still I'm like I'm assuming you guys all see that it all kind of runs together and affects everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the pandemic's been really interesting, especially with politics. We'll see how that goes. Yeah,
1: that's uh I mean we're we're all just kind of in a holding pattern now, just waiting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. every day you've turned on the news and there's something even I'm... more ridiculous
0: <laughs> happening where you're just like, is this real? I uh, mean, I was in my I was in my AP Gov class and I'm sitting there and my teacher's like, okay, I need you guys to watch the debate, the first debate.
1: Oh, God. I'm he so tell- sorry.
0: <laughs> he tells me I need to watch the first debate and I need to write down the points and then I need to, to write down what each candidate said. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, so sitting, I'm i don't sitting have internet at my house so i'm at my grandmother's house oh no and i'm trying to watch this debate and my grandmother walks in on me and i am screaming at my phone because i'm watching it on my phone yeah and i am screaming at it i'm like what is going on i'm just trying to get my ap gov homework done <laughs> i got i watched 12 minutes i was crying I oh, was so frustrated. I was like the moderators not even doing anything. And then it's all this and I was it was bad. And that's... so I gave up. 12 minutes and I had one point down.
1: I well, and <laughs> you at that point because I I am fairly certain that is one of the ones that I did get to see. Mm-hmm. Um there were a couple where I wound up having to do like my virtual gig so I wasn't like fully involved in mm-hmm. watching, but um but I'm fairly certain if you got 12 minutes in, you also only got points from, like, like actual talking points that had anything to do with the topic from one candidate. It, it, it was a whole thing. <laughs> like, did you did you just write down what that other candidate said with question marks next to it? <laughs> Honestly,
0: I was just – I wrote down I, – I, my paper was so bad. And my teacher – I actually had a conversation with my teacher. He's like, so – Why'd you write a, sm- a sad face? I, I was, was like, like, I just I got really sad because we were on Zoom and he had a meeting. Like it was yeah. just the two of us. And he's like, so why'd you write a, sm- a, a, a sad face? And I was like, I got sad. And I started crying. And he's like, you should have just stopped watching it. And I was like, no, this was my like
1: this was my homework. <laughs> you told me to do this. Like
0: <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry I didn't finish it, but I got sad. He was like, "Okay, well, you don't need to finish it. It's
1: fine." And I got a perfect score on the on there. The... You go. I mean, quite frankly, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, though I will say, I was super happy that by the third debate, mm-hmm. they decided that they were going to finally allow the board op to use the mute button. <laughs> that was like, like I've that has been my thing. For years now. It's just like, (laughs) if they're not talking, mute their microphone. That's what everybody else does. They can't interrupt. Like, it's literally like, whenever we have anything at like a, a roadhouse show where there's people like mm-hmm. multiple people on stage mm-hmm. if someone else is talking their mics up maybe but everybody else might be muted especially if it's a thing where you can tell like if it's a timed thing like debates are supposed to be where this person talks for two minutes uninterrupted mm-hmm. there's no reason for anyone else's mic to be on yeah so like let the board hop kind of earn their their keep and uh-huh. press the mute buttons it's on and off like dog it's, it's <laughs> It's yeah, it's there I promise at that level they are skilled. <laughs> they muting. won't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really hope that's st- like of all the things that have come of the last year, I hope that part sticks around. Oh yeah. Because it'll just make everything just a little bit easier to comprehend. <laughs> um, cause I know like I have slight auditory processing issues plus the ADHD diagnosis. That I got was, halfway through that debate and I was like, no. I, are they saying words?
0: <laughs> I just got so angry. I was it was
1: yeah. Which was is reasonable. Thing. Like there there was just a lot of unnecessarily shou- unnecessary shouting on, the, on uh-huh. that particular one. Yeah. Like ugh. <laughs>
0: I didn't even try to watch the town hall one. Uh,
1: uh <laughs> I, did I
0: My mom tried to watch it. She was like, you didn't miss anything.
1: Yeah, that one, I'm trying to remember if I got to see most of that. I think I got to see more of that one. They were all just so weird in their own way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I do remember by the third time that they were all online thinking like, Because I remember I was a communications major. Uh And so I remember in my communications classes studying, like, the first televised debates Uh and how you had, like, anybody who watched on the radio thought Candidate A won. But anybody who watched on TV thought Candidate B won because Mm. uh, Candidate A had the better talking points and had his stuff together a little better. Mm -hmm. But Candidate B... Didn't refuse makeup for the camera and just looked more poised, Mm. whereas candidate A looked like they were sweating bullets and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, if you saw the debate, you thought one person won. If you just listened to the debate, you thought the other person won. Mm -hmm. And like having to write papers about how this has affected our politics Mm -hmm. for the next like 50 some odd years, Mm -hmm. 70 now, I guess. And like just thinking, Like, this, in 30 years, Mm -hmm. so in 2050, (laughs) this is what communications majors are going to be studying (laughs) in their classes, and just wondering, like, who's going to be the one to write the paper comparing, like, those first debates that I had to study to these debates, and, like, Mm -hmm. what changed, and what, like, how, it's just... the. The look back from a communication standpoint is going to be fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is like, it's it's very fun to kind of dissociate a little mm-hmm. and just be like, oh, OK, this is this is what we're doing now. I guess we're just going to watch the world go by. And that's, that's why I'm on the Gen X side of millennials.
0: <laughs> it's crazy to think, like, you know, when I have kids, they're going to see this as history. Mm-hmm. And that's insane to me. Yep. Like, my my cousin just had a baby on 9-11. Okay. 9-11 is going to be history to that baby. And it's yeah. not going to be, like, you know, a tragedy to, like, all the kids that are her age. Yeah. They're just going to be like, oh, that that was, that was happened so long ago. Um, when, for her parents, her mom, my cousin, was in middle school. Okay. So she remembers... Yeah. And so it's, it's yeah, crazy I, to I think was, about that. It was
1: my senior year of high school. I remember we watched it. Literally, They the first period teacher came in 15 minutes late. We were kind of disappointed because we thought we might have had a free study hall. Because <laughs> like, uh-huh. if the teachers didn't show up, a lot of times what our class had learned by senior year is just stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Read a book. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If the whole class is quiet and kind of looks like they're working... The teachers walking past that particular room because it was, like, lecture hall style Mm -hmm. couldn't see in to see there wasn't a teacher up front. Oh, yeah. So so they would just assume that we were supervised and keep walking. And so, like, they walked in 15 minutes late, and we were just like, uh you know, we're starting to put our books away. Like, oh, I guess we're having class today. And he turns on the TV, and we're like – like, without saying anything. And we're like, that's that's out of character. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And he just looked at us and said, this is important. Watch it. Watch. And so we watched, you know, we, the TV. And then second period, we had to do summer reading books. Mm-hmm. So you had to read five books over the summer. And then you took a test on literally the plots. Mm-hmm. But nothing like, you weren't, like, there was no, like, assessment of, you know, anything. You weren't going in depth. It was literally just test to see that you read the book Mm -hmm. um and so we walked in and it was summer reading test day and we walked in and we were like, we have to turn on the TV. And she was like, no, you're not getting out of summer reading tests. And it was like a sticking point because everybody hated summer reading, mm-hmm. probably even this English teacher now that I think about it. <laughs> um, and so she was kind of sick of everybody complaining about the tests. And so she just like, foot down, no, you're taking these dang tests. Like, we're not having this argument again, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so about five of us, like, grabbed the papers, filled them out as fast as we could. Five minutes later, slapped them on our desk. And we're like, can we go somewhere and watch TV now? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Um, so we went into the computer lab and started watching mm-hmm. and she, the rest of the class finished up. Cause like, as everybody finished, they just kind of went and mm-hmm. joined us in that room and the rest of the class finished up and she walked in and was like, what is going on? And as she said that the first tower fell
0: oh.
1: and it was just like, or I don't, it might have been the second tower, but she was like, Oh, Oh, that's, that's what's going on. And we were like, yeah, that's what we were trying to tell you. Uh-huh. And I don't think anybody else had to take their summer reading tests. Ooh this is the best I ever scored on a summer reading test. Show.
0: <laughs> Getting those answers like, down. I think she
1: just gave us all an A. <laughs> just like Bye. out of pity. I don't even know. Um, but we spent, because I was um, I was 90 minutes from New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, it was middle of the woods, of Pennsylvania, but it wasn't, you know. Yeah. You could get on a bus and go straight into the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so a lot of my friends or a lot of the people in my school, their parents worked in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, so we basically spent the rest of the day, Sitting in class, um, watching the news, Mm -hmm. and uh, in our history class, or at that point in time that was a government class, I remember uh, that particular teacher was awesome and um, knew how to distract a bunch of really nervous Mm -hmm. 18-year-olds, and so he had kept, since it was his classroom the whole time, he... He kept all the stuff on the board because um, mm-hmm. at the time, that day, we actually didn't know how many planes were in the sky. Yeah. So he was tracking planes. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we're, there was like that. That was a class period where we had a distraction. Otherwise, I was just watching the news mm-hmm. and waiting for people's names to get called to the office. And if they came back, you knew that everything was fine. And if they didn't come back, you assumed it wasn't.
0: Oh, I can't imagine that.
1: It was a really rough day. I bet. <laughs> yeah and then a rough couple of weeks afterwards because it was I think about a week and a half before um someone some one on some network or somewhere finally made a rule that like they weren't gonna show replays anymore uh-huh. of people like leaping from the top of the world Trade Center to try to get off the burning building yeah. and stuff like that so like you were constantly watching these replays of people just jumping off the building and like towers falling and stuff and I don't know, finally some psychiatrist was like, hey, you're you're traumatizing an entire generation or two yeah. of people. Like, let's let's stop doing this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was fun. Okay. So there is no good way to transition <laughs> out of that conversation. Uh, so we're just gonna change subject. That's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. <laughs> because uh, elder millennial, we don't deal with our trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it's a thing. I, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Maybe that's something that our generational ends have in common.
0: <laughs> it's just a whole thing. It's it's uh, fine. You it's know,
1: fine. um. So so you're you know you've got you've got the adult world you're transitioning to. You've got like college stuff that's going. Mm-hmm. I know another huge part of trying to like get into college and mm-hmm. be an adult and stuff was for us at least was like AP tests SAT tests LSAT tests the uh-huh we had the Latin exam <laughs> or something that you could take in our school because we they did 3 years of Latin and I placed in that exam a couple times I I can't speak it to save my life <laughs> um but it, i mean are they are those happening like i remember being in like Seats in rows and like everybody was just like, it, just so, it would have been a COVID nightmare. It's so hard to get like
0: you know a testing room right now or just an uh, um place.
1: Yeah, like um, a a place that you can take te- it. Like, yeah, it's it, so
0: hard to get it right now because they're they're planned out and advanced. You gotta
1: reserve the the seats and everything. Yeah, that, and I mean I I remember it being hard to reserve a spot in a rural town in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. where you're not in an urban area Mm -hmm. and like there wasn't a pandemic going on
0: yeah yeah it's great um most colleges right now aren't looking at your SAT scores
1: okay so if you can't necessarily get to take them they don't they're Mm -hmm. not worried
0: they're not too worried I mean like you know the the Ivy League school of course they're going to be worried about that but like your average school is going to look at your GPA Okay. GPA is what matters the most right now. Um, it's, it's not great for some people, but yeah, but convenient for others. I mean, would
1: have worked great for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have the best GPA, so I'm I'm a little worried, but gotcha. I mean, are, are they, are they starting to pivot? Cause I know when I was, um, when I hit like I remember when I hit junior year, people being like, you need to have all of your extracurriculars in order and you need to have things that you do and blah, blah, blah. And you have to do all these things so that colleges see that you're a well-rounded person and can do all these things. But at the same time, they're also like, if you didn't start this freshman year, you're never going to get into a college. Yeah. Like, are they uh, are they stressing extracurriculars? Do you guys even have extracurriculars? Like, So the extracurriculars that we
0: have aren't like, you know – that big. I mean, you have Key Club that does all the um, volunteer work, and then you have
1: you basically have the sports and okay. you have um, band. Yeah, I mean, are any of them meeting? I guess is the thing. Right like, now, like, do you like? Yes, mm-hmm. I know they existed, but like, well, I... existing right now,
0: no. Okay, no, not at all. I I know colleges are doing some of them. But high schools around the area, no,
1: okay, which is safest, let's be honest. yeah, um because I know i was I was reading something recently about um parents who kind of I think it was a social media post uh, from one of my like a friend of a friend where, you know their their kid had done, you know, some sports team mm-hmm. where you competed against other sports teams. Mm-hmm. And they thought it was safe because it was an outdoor sport, and, you know, they weren't really. You know, all of them had all the rules about what you could do, and everybody was expected to distance and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wound up getting exposed because even though they were on a team full of kids and parents who took it very seriously, the other one, one of wasn't. the teams that they played had kids and parents who didn't take it as seriously. And so they got the exposure that way. And
0: they ruin it for everyone. Yeah.
1: And it's just like, ugh, it's so hard. Like... That, yeah.
0: I mean marching band was like a really big thing for me and we didn't even get to do that that sucks it marching band is a way we introduce like a bunch all the freshmen to the upperclassmen
1: yeah it also feels like it would be a very easy thing to socially distance because like you guys can keep spacing like it's nobody's business so if they space you out by six foot you guys are gonna be like six foot regiment
0: (laughs) yeah um it worked for some people but at the same time um there was a lot of like weather issues, uh, so we couldn't okay. stay outside, and there wasn't enough space in the. They weren't letting anybody in the buildings either. Reasonable,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's that's so, understandable.
0: That that made it a struggle. Also, I love my band director, but he is extremely afraid of germs.
1: Uh, so you know, that's the <laughs> kind of person who's going to survive the pandemic. Yes, <laughs> yes, he will. It's. Okay. I mean, given like I was not germaphobic before the pandemic by any stretch of the imagination like I'm that person who will drop you know something on the floor and unless the sticky side lands down I'm probably gonna eat it oh yeah like (laughs) I definitely you know I wash my hands you know (laughs) at the appropriate times when you use the bathroom if I got them really dirty um but you know now working in the hospital like when we get into work we wash our hands mm-hmm. you know if you enter the office you use the hand sanitizer mm-hmm. um if I run down to the mail room and run back I sanitize afterwards you know mm-hmm. if I, after I've opened the mail and touched the mail and stamped everything and put it away I, I wash my hands after that like mm-hmm. it's starting to feel a little like a compulsion but it's yeah. also like it's not it's just that I know I've touched something foreign to the office I need to clean myself up before I touch other things in the office um at the same time I'm like breaking like my skin is just cracking
0: <laughs> I yeah I have hand sanitizer that I keep in my car so like mm-hmm. anytime I go anywhere yeah. I touch anything I'm like let's just get a pump
1: of that yeah <laughs> do my if hands. I have to go through a store if I have to go to the grocery store if I have to because it's like I know everybody's like oh just order your groceries uh do you know how hard it is to get a slot to get groceries delivered <laughs> like it's, yeah I, I will leave that to the people who need to order their groceries mm. I am healthy enough that I can wear a mask properly and go into a store and, you know, not like lollygag around, Mm -hmm. but get my groceries and get out. Like it's, it's not, you know, it's a thing, but oh, it's, ugh.
0: We're not trying to make it harder for other people that can't do it.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I, I do, I just wish more people would be considerate of other people. Yeah. I mean, are are you what are how are you like? Because I I see, I see a lot of like adults. Mm -hmm. I put that in air quotes because (laughs) um, there's questionable sometimes why they let some of us be adults. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is a point at which like the thing that I wish they told you when you were 17 Mm -hmm. is like it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, or what your intelligence level is. The minute you turn 18, you're a legal adult. And you get the right to vote. Like wow. it's there. You know, there's no <laughs> test to pass. Like they do not care about your GPA. Like you're just an adult, <laughs> and it's, it's an arbitrary number because not everybody is ready. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I I would say around here, if you're walking through a store, fifty to seventy five percent of adults that I see are wearing a mask properly and you know, mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing and just kind of live their lives. And that that's a combination of, like, you know, people who are shopping at the store, people who are working at the yep. stores, you know. Um, it, that percentage is probably a bit higher in the hospital. I'd say it's closer mm-hmm. to, like, 98% of the staff and, like, maybe 70% of the uh, patients
0: mm-hmm.
1: who are, you know, doing the right things and wearing masks properly yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um but, like, how – like, what are you seeing – like, I know my mom teaches preschool, and what she tells me is her preschoolers are great at wearing masks. Oh, yeah. Uh, the
0: So I babysit, mm-hmm. and those kids that I babysit, um, they're in elementary school, and they're fantastic at wearing their masks. Now, looking at, like, the middle schoolers that I see getting off the bus and everything when I'm going home or whatever, they're not – fantastic
1: yeah Um, i mean i feel like middle school is also the time when you just don't care don't want to do it because (laughs) an adult told you i had to like
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. um high schoolers i mean most of them have been wearing their masks most of them correctly
1: wearing their mask correctly they've all been wearing them yeah i was gonna say when you're when you're there you're required to wear them yes i think right yeah
0: that was a requirement um also they have us going down well, they had us going down the hallway. We had to stick to our side of the hallway, like you stay on the right side.
1: No, oh, matter. like keep to your right to try to like uh uh-huh, to make the, sure uh, that traffic flow type deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That would have been super convenient when I was in high school because I just remember like it was free raid. Last yeah. year yeah. last year it, it was full free of rain. people just careening into each other because oh, you yeah. just need to get into that classroom over there and who's paying attention to everyone around them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're, they're using like,
0: we have five different staircases that the students use at my, um, my high school and they're fairly large and they have to stick their, each side is separated and you have to stick to your side there also. So that helps a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
0: they're, they're trying.
1: Yeah. They're, I mean, there's and the, the best you can do is try and hope that everyone yeah. assists by doing the right thing. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> how you get through things. You know, it's we, we're doing what we can. Are you guys? I know. So right now, um, across the country, cases are rising. Um, mm-hmm. Virginia just had a couple days of over two thousand cases per day. Yes. Um, and uh, the governor, uh, the Sunday before this, um, essentially mm-hmm. uh, put up some new regulations that. So he didn't technically knock us back a phase. Um, but yeah. they just they just set a different set of regulations. So right now, uh, you are allowed to have gatherings um 50. under 25 oh, people. I thought it was 50. Yeah, they knocked it back to 25. Okay. Um and the uh the ABC, which is for anybody outside of Virginia, um, alcohol sales and bars, mm-hmm. ends at 10 p.m. and restaurants have to close all bars in virginia are restaurants because of state law requiring you to sell food um, as a certain percentage of your uh Mm -hmm. sales if you sell alcohol um so they have to close at midnight um because they're basically the the way that helps in theory is that as people get drunker later at night, they get more lax in their mm-hmm. mask wearing and they get more lax in their distancing. And so if you cut people off earlier in the night, yes, they can still get that drunk before 10. But honestly, the odds it's- are that they won't. And if they do, they're not even drunker four hours later, Yeah, potentially exposing people beyond then. Um, so are they? are there... Have, has there been a reaction from the schools to any of these rising case numbers or any of the, well, they shut the schools back down. So we're all on virtual. Okay. So there's no more in and out of class and stuff no like more that. In and out.
0: I actually didn't even get to go in the building. Oh my. <laughs> so like what I'm saying is from my best friend's point of view. Okay. He got to go in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I, I was like, I need details. Yes. Yes. No,
1: <laughs> I would um, do the same thing. Yeah. Um, because so, I was
0: scared. I was. I was actually supposed to go in this past Tuesday.
1: Okay. And that's and they when, shut you down. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're back to virtual All online.
0: Also, yeah. they're changing the schedules for my school so much. Like I'm late to classes. I've completely missed an entire class because they've changed the schedule so much, and they are not good at like telling the students.
1: Huh? Is it like? They, does they, the teacher change the class time? Does the school change the class? Like, how does that even work? At this
0: point, I don't even no know. No one knows. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. Like, the the um, website, my school website, has something completely different than what I'm doing.
1: Oh, wow. So,
0: it, it, it's a whole thing. Also, it's hilarious when teachers just end their classes. They'll be <laughs> like, we'll, we'll only have class for 15 minutes. You owe me an hour. I'm like, I owe you nothing.
1: Yeah, like that's that's not how scheduling works. You you had this hour and mm-hmm. if you don't want to use that hour, then you have gifted me that hour. Yes. Like that is yes. that is how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when you're trying to schedule with people who have other things mm-hmm. in in life that they have to do. And yeah. like, oh uh, wow, that, that sounds insane. It's it's fun. At least if you can just get through this year, you get into college. The schedule will be consistent. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) That's – well, and I know um, some of the schools around the area – I think Virginia Beach was one of the schools where uh, the first day of classes, um, they didn't realize that trying to use that much bandwidth at once would cause IT issues, and a whole bunch of schools had their systems completely shut down. Yes, um, it was. Because I had a couple of friends with kids who said, like, the whole day – was just like rolling the dice and hoping that you got a teacher when you signed on to a random Zoom link. <laughs> like yeah. hoping it was the right link at the right time. And some of the teachers could get on and some of them couldn't, depending mm-hmm. on whether the school had required them to go into the building or not.
0: <sighs> My first, that's why at the beginning of this whole session, I said Schoology sucks. <laughs> um, the first two weeks of class, Schoology did not work. I couldn't get into any of my classes. There was one day, the whole website was in Arabic.
1: Oh, fun. Yeah. That's helpful.
0: Um, the Arabic students could read it. (laughs) I can't read it. I go to the Global Studies Academy. So there's a bunch of different cultures and all that at my school. The Arabic students, kids who are in the Arabic class, um, they could read it. They were perfectly fine. They had their whole class done. and Oh, no. <laughs> the rest of us were just struggling.
1: I'm just like, I don't know what this says.
0: <laughs> I just looked at the website, and then I shut my Chromebook. I was like,
1: no. No. <laughs> uh, fun times. Yeah. 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 There's. I feel like there's so many things that we, we did not realize we would come to rely so heavily on. Mm-hmm from just last March to now, you know, besides Zoom and stuff like that. um, Is there anything you've been trying to do to, like, not be on a screen or, like, handle your screen time or just, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, so I had to get a new pair of glasses. And so I made sure to get the blue light to make sure when I stare at my screen, because we're having to stare at screens so much more, I have the blue light blocker on my glasses. Awesome. So it doesn't hurt my eyes as bad.
1: You going to say, how do you like it? <laughs> um, I've actually
0: had the blue light for a while now. Okay. Because schools have been getting more
1: online. Yeah. Not as much as this year, but they've been trying to. Yeah. I was going to say, when they started handing out Chromebooks, I assumed they would want you to use them. Yeah.
0: Um, I actually really like it. They kind of changed the color of the world just a little bit, but blue light Which glasses. Which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I like them. They they really help. My eyes don't get strained as often. I can stare at my computer for longer periods of time.
1: Nice. I might have to see if the site I get my glasses through has that option.
0: I, my glasses, super cute. Love them so much. I got them for thirty five bucks. Nice. And there which are which one do um, you use? Um, this is Firmu.
1: Okay, I use Zenny. So
0: I used you... Zenny, and then I changed to Firmu because I liked their styles, and they were cheaper. And you can find
1: interesting um
0: coupon codes i will have Way to look that easier. up
1: good to know um and at least i know that one has the blue light thing so yeah. i can maybe check it out <laughs> um maybe ask somebody for glasses for christmas <laughs> my mom's been bugging me about a christmas list because she wants to get her shopping done online early which i totally understand and mm-hmm. i'm just like i don't i don't know I can't think, like, I, my brain can't process that far ahead right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Christmas this year, everything's online. I'm I'm like, no, I'm not going to a store for you. I'm yep. not touching this stuff for you. <laughs> I <laughs> have Etsy, and I have uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. and that's the only thing I'm using.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of artists who do uh-huh, some small, small business. Yeah, that's, uh, if you are, let's do this, if you are a local artist, uh, and you are going like you have stuff that would work as Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and give us a call. We do or an email. We do the um, the number and the email at the beginning and end of every podcast, um, and we'll try to give you a shout out out there. Okay. Uh, that way people can can kind of get their uh, get their shopping in. Um, you'll have to give us that that shout by like November thirtieth, so that we can get you in the next episode. Uh, but definitely something that we we all want to do is mm-hmm. kind of support our local arts community while while yes. we're trying to get everything together um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> most important thing for me I'm like small businesses they matter right yeah no done.
1: it's a thing and I feel like like your your class especially will will graduate mm-hmm. either now or in four years into like even deeper into the gig economy mm-hmm. than the rest of us are <laughs> That's a uh, you know our uh, my end of the generation is pretty deep into the gig economy. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, not that you know most of my gigs were theater gigs, so I don't really have those <laughs> right now. Um, I have my hospital part time, and I picked up some virtual stuff, but it's it's you know it's not within my career path at mm-hmm. all. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how just, things go. Yeah. Well, and the effects of you know as you guys are coming out of high school and then out of college and into the workforce, like what, Mm -hmm. how, how different it will look in four years. Like, do you, do you guys have any ideas? Are there like (laughs) hopes, dreams? Like what do you want to see in four years? What do I
0: want to see in four years?
1: Besides like pandemic gone. I'm going to just take that as red.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course I want the pandemic gone. No, I'm just hoping that, you know, theater is still a thing like we can go in person to see live shows i know movie theaters are slowly going away like the ones by my house have all closed like the regal cinemas yeah those have they're gone
1: yeah well and i think part of the reason they shut down is so that they can open up later like the it's part of like a business plan to not go bankrupt as a company because they just weren't getting enough audience. Yeah. Um, even though they were allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the same struggle that we were talking about. You know, mm-hmm. once we can open, do people want to come back and see us? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say when it comes to theater itself, um, art form's been around since like the dawn of human history practically. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we're really going away anytime yeah. soon. Um but we potentially might look a little different. I mean, is there anything, you know, you've been working in community theaters for a while. Is there anything that you want to see come out of this change-wise,
0: theater hoping, or not theater? Well, okay, so during this pandemic, I've seen a huge growth of, like, the Gen Z and the, the later millennials being involved in, like, the community and trying to make sure everything's going good. I'm hoping that we all get more involved in everything that we're that we're doing things to help people around us instead of focusing on ourselves
1: okay yeah like mindset shift a little yeah. bit away from american individualist bootstrapism into something that's a little more
0: yeah community centric because we went from before the pandemic we were all me 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 and then pandemic happened and we realized hey we need other people we need them a lot because a lot of people got lonely. They got sad. So they, they're they realizing they need to be involved.
1: Yeah. And so I see that. I mean, it's, that. that is one lesson that it's helpful to learn is that there's a reason that humans live in communities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been working since, again, the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a thing. It and, a thing. you know, I feel like that to that end your community theaters are going to be the ones that have the most chance of surviving Yeah. because, you know, we we may not be able to put on fully realized shows right now. We Mm -hmm. may be streaming stuff a lot, but we definitely have a community that wants us to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's super helpful. Like the support from that community, whether it's people who come and, you know, volunteer to check out something that looks like it might be broken before we have to call like a professional and spend a whole lot of money on it yeah or the people that you know come and help with the landscaping so that the building doesn't look like it's overrun and abandoned or the people (laughs) who you know just kind of help put things together put things away you Mm -hmm. know it's just it's helpful to have that even the ones I mean it's don't get me wrong the ones who give us monetary support was super helpful. <laughs> we, <laughs> we still have to like somehow keep this building running and up and pay the bills yeah. for you know the foreseeable future without <laughs> the ability to really have the seasons that we were that we were hoping to have. Um however, even just the community support of people wanting us to be here, um, and that, you know, when we were getting the changeovers for tickets mm-hmm. um we had sent out you know if, if you want a refund no questions asked we will just give you a refund yeah but if you want to roll it over into a pass for next season or if you want to like um if you want to uh donate the price of the ticket or whatever that we can do that just the sheer amount of people who donated the cost of the ticket that's amazing was awesome and you know occasionally especially at the beginning when everything was so stressful and so unknown Mm -hmm. like it brought us to tears a couple of times (laughs) just because you know you'd you'd just be processing all of these things and then you'd get this really beautiful email Mm -hmm. from somebody who was just like you know this is hard on everyone and we hope that you can use it to keep the building open and we look forward to seeing you and all that and it was just like oh
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's what i want for the future i just want them to be able i want to keep the community running and be more involved
1: there we go there you go awesome cool all righty well we should start wrapping our conversation up um i don't think we're going to be able to fit a community feature in this episode y'all but if we can by the time i edit it down i'll try um we'll see (laughs) but yeah we should we should uh we're gonna wrap up our conversation here thanks so much for being with us. And if you don't mind sticking around to help me with the outro, I can do that. That's cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right.
0: You have been listening to ghost light, the podcast of the little theater of Norfolk.
1: Please remember to subscribe, rate and review so that more people can find us. This is particularly, I believe important. If you are listening to us on, uh, Apple products, um, or I, I Apple's podcast thing, iPhones. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't listen. iTunes. That's the words I was looking for. <laughs> uh, I took my meds today. I promise you. <laughs> All Um You and your friends and or your friends, whoever's listening, uh, have likely found us on one of the following services. Anchor. Spotify.
0: Google Podcasts.
1: Apple Podcasts. Overcast. Breaker. Pocket Casts. Radio Public. CastBox. Stitcher. TuneIn. Yeah. And if you... Have one, need one. If there's one out there that we missed, just let us know. Um, let's. A lot of those people were like, hey, are you on blah? And we were like, well, we aren't yet, but we can try. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, most of the times the application's fairly easy. So if there's one that, you know, a friend uses and we're not there, just let us know um anyway uh would you like to talk more about something we said today or any other day i mean or something we haven't said i don't know uh do you have experience working in the gig economy we've talked about that do you have a ghost story to tell us uh do you just want to call and say you love us anyway um we would love to hear from you give us a call leave a voicemail at seven five seven six three two three two eight one
0: please remember that all voicemails will need to be under three minutes or else it will just hang up on you and we will not get your message so
1: google's rude like that (laughs) (laughs) y'all
0: alternatively you can write to us at info at ltnonline.org using the subject ghost line and we will read your email on air but keep in mind if you pick that method we get to put the infection wherever we want.
1: Inflection. Inflection. <laughs> Let's please
0: not putting <laughs> infections in <laughs>
1: <her>. <laughs> I promise I took my meds. Uh, between the two of us, we are doing great. This is what happens when you sit down and do a long record. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen each other in, in a while, so it's a thing. Yeah. All right, uh, go ahead and follow the Little Theatre of Norfolk on Facebook at Little Theatre Norfolk, that's T H E A T R E, and on Instagram at Little underscore Theatre underscore Norfolk, because we created our Instagram when underscores were apparently really in vogue. (laughs) Um, Again, that is T H E A T R E for the theatre.
0: And now we leave you as we leave the theatre each day. Good Good night. night.